Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Kike, Kike, Kike. Uh, Kike Hernandez was the story tonight as the Dodgers go on to the World Series. And we had a hell of a Thursday night football game uh, on our hands with the Raiders and Chiefs. So, Fantasy Throwdown, coming up next. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Uh, quite a bit to talk about here, and uh, so get right to it. Uh, the Dodgers uh, close out the Cubs in Game 5 uh, in dominating fashion. Kike Hernandez uh, literally stole the show. Uh, first pitch fastball for a home run off of uh, Jose Quintana, and that was pretty much the end of the game. Uh t- I mean, literally, the Dodgers jumped on the Cubs early and pounded them. Uh, ended up uh, finishing the game 11-1, but uh, it was over by the, the second inning. I mean, they were, uh, you know, once uh, Kike Hernandez hit that grand slam uh, to put them up 7 nothing. I mean, the entire air out of Wrigley just left uh, yeah, completely. There was n- literally, I, 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 you, you could have called, uh, called a mortician there. I, I mean... The place was dead, and, you know, I think even the Cubs kind of felt it coming, too. With Kershaw on the mound, with that big of a lead, I mean, he could do whatever he wanted at the plate, pretty much. And uh, uh, Kershaw went after him, and that was pretty much uh, uh, the story there. But, I mean, you know, credit to the Dodgers. I mean, they made it look easy, even though, uh, you know, I still think the Cubs uh, uh, were a formidable test and, uh even though some folks were lamenting the fact that the Nationals couldn't get the job done in the divisional series, I still think uh, the way the Dodgers played, it would have made a difference if uh, the Nationals had uh, uh, come up with Scherzer and uh, uh, Scherzer and Strasburg. I, I still think the Dodgers uh, would have won the series uh, quickly the way they did, uh, based off of how well they've uh, been pitching and hitting. So, uh, you know. In terms of takeaways, uh, Kike Hernandez uh, had 11 home runs uh, in 2017 uh, and only 20 in his career and hit three bombs. So, I mean, that's just the nature of baseball sometimes. Uh, it's just your night, and, you know, for the Dodgers, 
it was their time. So, yeah, you know, the, the Cubs uh, had a, g- a good year overall. I mean, you know, if you're a Cubs fan, if you were told uh, two years ago that you'd win the World Series and you'd make a run in the NLCS the following year, you'd sign up for that any day of the week. I mean, the, C- the Cubs could fall into irrelevancy for the next 10 years, and it would still not mitigate what uh, was accomplished in 2016. So, uh, you know, I, I still think the Cubs uh, have uh, ways of kind of retooling for next year and getting right back to it. So uh, I don't think this is uh, really much of a downfall, if anything. It's just more reaffirmation of uh, areas they have to clean up, um, namely uh, rebolstering the starting rotation uh, just because they're getting on the older side. And Arietta's going to be a free agent. They're not going to want to pay him the money he's looking for. And he's going to get some offers uh, uh, regardless, uh, just because uh, teams are so pitching deprived. So uh, that's uh, that's going to be uh, uh, a development to look out for in the offseason. But uh, as it stands, the uh, Dodgers moving on to face either the Yankees or the Astros. And uh, regardless of which team makes it, I still think the Dodgers would be the favorite at this stage uh, of the game because of how quickly they've gotten through their series. Bullpen well-rested, uh, the lineup's uh, playing well, and you know they did it without Corey Seager in the NLCS. That's how dominant they were offensively. Corey Seager wasn't even uh, involved in Culberson and the... Uh, uh, the uh, oh, um, uh, uh, What's his name? Oh, uh, Chris Taylor. Uh, yeah, the Taylor had some uh, big hits in the series. I mean, overall, uh, the Dodgers uh, hadn't missed a beat uh, with uh, losing Seager. So they got him healthy for the uh, World Series, arrested uh, his back. So that's just going to be another weapon uh, that they've added to the roster. So, you know, we'll see uh, how it goes uh, once uh, the World Series gets set. So. Moving on, we've got a must-win game for the Astros, down three to two after getting swept by the Yankees uh, at the in the Bronx. Uh, Verlander's on the mound, uh, trying to keep the Astros in it. This is what they brought them in for for these moments. So, uh, you know, I I think overall the Yankees are still uh, in a very good spot in terms of how they've been able to get good pitching. So they've been able to keep guys rested and. By jumping on uh, Keiko when they did, uh, they were able to buy up uh, some uh, uh, real estate where in Tanaka, who was brilliant, uh, by the way, uh, just could uh, navigate the lineup and uh, keep the bullpen fresh. So really, the Yankees have a full arsenal of pitchers available. And with Severino on the mound, uh, you know, he's going to be throwing bullets, uh, you know, the Astros now in the last couple of games have started to not be locked in. So we'll see if that changes tonight by being energized by the home crowd. But they were not locked in in the Bronx. So that has been the difference. They, they've been uh, striking out more at a higher clip and not making solid contact. So that's a good sign uh, for the Yankees. We'll see if the trend uh, can continue tonight and uh, they can actually pull off the upset here. Because, again, coming into the series... I don't think many people actually expected the Yankees would be in this spot uh, at this stage. I know MLB was hoping for a potential for a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, but I, I think in 
uh, realistic terms, I don't think people were uh, expecting it to be a re remote possibility outside of Yankee homers. So that's uh, what we got on the baseball side. NFL, incredible Thursday night football game between the Raiders and Chiefs. Uh, a lot of talk, a lot of talked about uh, to talk about here. Uh, you had the weird interaction where Marshawn Lynch managed to get himself ejected for a play he wasn't even involved in. Uh, basically, the Raiders ran a busted route where David Carr is scrambling. Uh, he gets uh, tackled by the Chiefs, then gets popped after the whistle, which didn't get flagged. Which uh, you know, I I didn't uh, I didn't quite get it until afterwards. Then the refs decided to throw a flag because uh, a, a melee almost broke out. Uh, so Marcus Peters hits uh, Car late. Uh, Marcus Peters and Marshawn Lynch are very close to each other. Uh, Marshawn Lynch sees that the Raiders' offensive line is surrounding Peters, runs out into the field. Uh, Chiefs players are also involved. There's a lot of pushing and shoving. Marshawn tries to get himself in the middle of it, ends up uh, getting his hands on a referee, and instead of letting the referee go, actually shows the referee. So obviously... Uh, Ref threw the flag, and uh, Marshawn was ejected from the game, uh, like I said, on a play that he wasn't even involved in. So uh, got to see where the league comes down on that uh, because that's probably going to end it, earn him an additional suspension because he wasn't involved in the play at all. If he was involved in the play, you still can't put your hands on the referee. You're going to get ejected. So he was facing a fine anyway, but because he wasn't involved in the game and still got himself involved and touched the referee, you know, I'm not sure the league's going to give them any extenuating circumstances uh, on that uh, predicament because they don't want to set a precedent. So uh, Lynch could be looking at a suspension uh, looming uh, for his actions. You know, you know, obviously emotions got the better of him, and you're trying to uh, protect someone that you're close to, but you know, you got to be professional at the same time. So uh, Lynch cost the Raiders there because uh, they got a 15-yard penalty, and didn't score on a drive. So uh, a couple of things that came out of this, you know, outside of me, again, lamenting that I picked Marshawn Lynch one pick ahead of Kareem Hunt in the fifth round of a draft and forget league back in August for pre-drafts. But besides all that, uh, <laughs> you've got uh, the Raiders offense, which was pretty much dormant uh, for an entire month. Yes, Carr was hurt, but... They were struggling even before Carr got hurt. Uh, uh, Amari Cooper was the biggest bust that you could have had in the first two rounds of uh, a draft. I know people point to David Johnson. I mean, so, yes, injuries happen, but when you have a prolonged inability to score like Cooper did, that that's almost worse because at least if, if a guy's hurt, you can you can try to mitigate that because you know. You're either going to stash him or drop him. Uh, in the case of Cooper, I mean, he's just been so bad that, you know, there was a little reason to start him other than you're just praying that he does something. Uh, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is like you're praying that he does something because and you're hoping that, you know, he can do better than some of the bench options at wide receiver. Uh, you know, Cooper had 50 yards. I think the stat was in the last four games he had 50 yards, either 50 yards or 51 yards. And tonight he 
he had 11 catches, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, that's all you can really say about that. I mean, he had a mammoth game uh, in a lot of formats. He was uh, uh, half PPR. He was, uh, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, over 38 points. Uh, full uh, full PPR, he was well over 40. Uh, you know, just a monster game out of Cooper. And it's what you were looking for as a fantasy owner. It's just that, you know, I'm not sure how many people actually repaid the faith in Cooper because at this point, you know, he was a possible drop candidate uh, if uh, if he couldn't get things going. Uh, and I don't mean that trivially. I mean, I'm looking at it and saying, if you had other wide receivers and you had bye weeks coming up, uh, he would have been a guy that you were only holding on to to maybe try to make a trade for 25 cents on the dollar. So, uh, Cooper shows signs of life there. Uh, Crabtree was quiet for most of the night. Uh, Crabtree had an interesting sequence uh, at the end of the game because uh, for those of you who did not uh, see the game, uh, Raiders were down uh, 30 to 24. Uh, in the closing sequence, uh, the Raiders had made the comeback in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were uh, they were down uh, thirty to twenty one. Uh, they got the field goal, and so in the final minute, uh, final minutes, uh, minute and a half of the game, they had to make a eighty five yard drive. And the closing sequence involved uh, Jared Cook making a catch. Initially ruled a touchdown. Uh, he was actually down at the half yard line. So. First play after that, the uh, Raiders uh, run the fade to Crabtree, catches the ball for a touchdown, gets called for pass interference, which was pretty obvious uh, he extended the arms. Then you had uh, the Raider, uh, the Chiefs rather, get called for defensive holding two times in a row. First time on J- uh, Jared Cook, which, you know, it was bad. Uh, you know, you got to call it. Second time, you know, more dubious, but you know, you can make the a case of for the call uh, for holding on Seth Roberts. So uh, the Raiders end up getting a second untimed down uh, to try to win the game on. And then they go back to Crabtree, who pushes off again, and the refs don't call it. <laughs> so uh, it, Crabtree gets, uh, uh, gets the game-winning touchdown catch. Uh, so uh, it salvaged his night because he... He only ended up with three catches and was uh, just under twenty. Uh, uh, was under thirty yards uh, for the night. So, if you're a Crabtree owner, you were annoyed because you know uh, you're thinking you're in the clear with Cooper struggling so much, and then Cooper goes off, and then uh, Crabtree is nowhere to be found in the offense. So, we'll see if uh, the Raiders uh, balance out the offense in the next coming weeks. Uh, now that Cooper's back on track, but. Uh, you know, big win for the Raiders. They needed it because they were going to have a, a lengthy road trip, uh, and a loss would have put them at two and five in the division. Uh, you know, I, I think that pretty much would have been uh, the death knell for their playoff hopes uh, going on, uh, going on the extended road trip. Because uh, I think uh, their upcoming schedule uh, has them uh, going against the Bills. Uh, uh, in about a week, but, uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, uh, the AFC West, you know, Denver, uh, lost to the Giants, obviously on Sunday. So they were three and two Chargers, two and four Chiefs were five and two. I mean, the Chiefs went six and one and the, the Raiders were, uh, 
still a two and five. I mean, I would have called the division at that point because Denver's not, uh, unless there's an injury to Casey, Denver was not going to be remotely in the mix of chasing down Casey if they were at six and one. So uh, Casey is still in a very good spot to win the top seed in the AFC. It's just going to be a little bit trickier now navigating, but uh, you know, so it goes. Uh, over in uh, the hockey world, uh, the Rangers lost again in a shootout. Uh, usually I don't try to panic about hockey this early in the season because it's a long stretch of games and injuries happen. But the Rangers are as bad as you can imagine at this stage. Uh, you know, for as weak as uh, parts of uh, the second half they looked, all the same bad tendencies are coming out again. Uh, lack of energy, lack of focus, not getting off to good starts. They're just not prepared to, to play games right now. And, you know, Elaine Vigneault is going to f- start facing some tough questions on this because outside of Zibanejad, I can't see anyone who's having a relatively good start to the year offensively for the Rangers. And defensively, the team's a complete mess. Uh, you know, the pairings have not worked nearly as well as they should have. Uh and considering you had Dan Girardi last year struggling mightily to keep up with everyone on the ice, it's still not it, as bad as what we've seen from uh, the miscues uh, early on in the season from the Rangers. So uh, just a lot that needs to get cleaned up and fast by Elaine Vigneault if he's uh, contemplating coming back uh, to this team next year. So uh, that's, uh, that's the NHL uh, initial review for the Rangers. I'll get into the hockey preview uh, later on because, uh, 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 like I said, I try to give a, at least a month or so before I go deep into hockey just because of uh, how teams uh, can change on on a dime in terms of uh, uh, the preseason versus regular season uh, uh, transition process uh, for uh, the various line pairings. And in terms of the NBA... Uh, the Thunder had their home opener, uh, lots of ball distribution, uh, from Russell Westbrook's side when he was on the court with Paul George and Carmelo, Melo was getting the bulk of the shots, you know, not that surprised by it. I, I always figured with that pairing, the person most likely to concede on their offensive game is Paul George, just cause he can create his own shot. Uh, you know, Melo really does need. Uh, at this stage of his career because he's, uh, yes, he can ISO up on guys, but uh, uh, he needs uh, he needs help uh, generating a clean shot look. So I, I felt Melo was going to get uh, a decent amount of touches with uh, Westbrook drawing uh, multiple double teams. So uh, just something to keep an eye out for from a fantasy perspective. But uh, uh, in terms of uh, the actual game itself, the Thunder easily beat the Knicks. I mean, <laughs> if there was any doubt that that was going to happen, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, the Knicks have Porzingis, and that's it. I mean, there's uh, the Knicks are going to lose a lot of games. And the reason why I let off this with saying that it was the Thunder home opener, because this Knicks season, honestly, you might as well put it in a time capsule because, you know, you're – you're going to want to forget about it. The only thing I could say is you hope Porzingis plays well enough and he wants to actually stay in New York to be the guy. That's that's all 
That's all I can say about that. It, it's it is what it is. The, the Knicks aren't going to be good, but you know, no one was expecting them to be good. Uh, on the the other side of the mat uh, of the U.S., you had the Lakers open up uh, against the Clippers. Lonzo Ball made his debut. Wasn't a great performance. Didn't really shoot the ball well. Uh, Lavar Ball, of course, made himself uh, part of the story where he's questioning who Patrick Beverly is. Patrick Beverly is the guy who shut down Lonzo shooting-wise. Uh, you know, and Beverly at the game said it as much as that, you know, for Lonzo, he's just going to have to kind of keep his head on his level because guys are going to be going after him. I mean, it, it's it's going to be the case. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Lonzo didn't have a good shooting night. Uh, he was only one of six, uh, three points because uh, he had a three-pointer. Uh, you know, a couple rebounds, a couple of assists. I mean, nothing to write home about. Uh, you know, it is what it is with Lonzo. He's going to have his peaks and valleys as a rookie. It's just his dad keeps uh, uh, keeps talking and, you know, it never shuts up. But but that's how uh, the Ball family operates. Uh, LeVar uh, makes outlandish statements and uh, Lonzo has to be stuck in a position where he has to back up the comments. So, uh, you know... I, it's way too early to start making judgments on uh, his shot or his ability to score. You know, uh, you know, we'll see how his game develops uh, from there. But uh, you know, in terms of a debut, it was nothing. But then Lavar still somehow managed to worm his way on Sports Center that night with Stephen A. Smith. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I mean, that uh, that's all you can do. Anyway, uh, that's all the time I have for now. Uh, we'll see how the Yankees game goes tonight, you know, hopefully they, they pull it out, but, you know, it's uh, it's still a talented Houston squad, so I, I expect them to come out swinging early tonight, so uh, that's all for now, and uh, have a good day, everyone. about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, I'll take giselle okay <laughs> is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.